grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. You may be seated. This is the fifth of the part of a series, Lohi Comes with Clouds Descending. Charles Dickens' novel, A Christmas Carol, is about Ebenezer Scrooge, right? And how his heart was changed one Christmas. It's a story that makes us all feel good. Well, because it all has a happy ending. They all live happily ever after. But the lines from another Dickens novel more accurately describes the way Christmas feels for most of us. He begins a tale of two cities with these infamous words. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of distrust. It was a season of light. It was a season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. We had everything before us, but before, but we had nothing before us. And so it is, Christmas is this time of contrast. It is a time of prosperity and a time of poverty. It is a season of goodwill and a season of ugly greed. Is it a time of family togetherness? It is a time of excruciating loneliness. It is a season of light. It is the winter of darkness. Christmas is the spring of hope. Christmas is the winter of acute despair. Don't get me wrong, we all want our Christmases to be the best of times. And that's, of course, why we go ahead and decorate our trees and hang the ornaments. We go ahead and bake the ham. Go ahead and put together, or try to put together, all those toys. We want a jolly, holly Christmas. But let's be honest, as much as we want Christmas to be the best of times, there are times that it is the worst of times. Some of us have spent much more money, again, and we're worried sick about our financial future. Others are struggling with their health or the health of a loved one, wondering if this will be their last Christmas. Some are wrestling with hurts, old hurts that won't heal, and new wounds that just won't go away. Others are still missing loved ones this Christmas because of distance, weather, death, or cruel design. That's why our text from First Thessalonians seems so strange and out of place, so artificial. Rejoice evermore. Really? Paul, just what do you want us to rejoice about? Isn't Christmas just about the fantasy in the season of fantasies? Isn't Christmas 
as real as sugar poke fairies and old Saint Nick and Jack Frost knocking on your door? And you may think, and even if Christmas joy is real, it's real for other people, not me. I've got problems that no one else can relate with. My parents have a lot of hang-ups, and they passed them all down to me. And my siblings, well, we don't really get along this time of year. My job is a hassle. My marriage is on the rocks. And it's too late to do anything with this mess we called life. So how dare you, Paul, say rejoice evermore? I'll tell you why. Paul knew about the angelic announcement. I bring you good news of great joy. Not just for some people, not just for good people, not just for religious people. No, this is good news of great joy for all people. Joy is a gift Christ gives to everyone, and he especially gives it to you. Please hear me about what I'm about to say. It's really important. There's a huge difference between joy and happiness. They are not synonymous terms like external health and wealth and family. They are awesome blessings from God. They make us happy. But then this is the big thing. But they are not essential for joy. Happiness is determined in what goes on around us. And we can't control that. Joy is determined by what is going on inside of me. God has taken control of that. Jesus didn't have a lot to be, or I should say, didn't have a lot of reasons for earthly happiness. He didn't become an emperor or a statesman or a government official or an investment banker. He was born in an animal feeding trough to a blue-collar father and a teenage mother. And as an adult, he had no home. He himself said, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He was an itinerant preacher who washed feet. That's never been a key to making a big success, has it? And then this, being found the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient, even obedient to death on the cross. Death on the cross was reserved for slaves, for thieves, for murderers, for the lowest of the low. And they ripped his skin and burst his arteries and severed his nerves, and it brought about unimaginable pain. In spite of this all, Jesus exuded joy. Poverty could not take it away. Disappointment and rejection could not take it away. Even death on the cross could not take it away. For we read in Hebrews chapter 2, or 12, verse 2, For who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, 
scorning its shame. What does that mean? That no matter what your life may be like, there one great truth that makes everything worthwhile. Jesus was born to die for you. From his cross, he freely gives joy, unlimited, undeniable, unending joy, and it is for you. Now you may question, how can that be true? How can I know for sure? I bring you great news of great joy. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Jesus once said, no one can take that joy from you. Why is that? Remember, happiness is determined by what goes around you, and you can't control that. Joy is determined by what is going on inside of you. And God has taken control of that by sending his Son, who is the doorway to deliverance, the pathway to peace, and the gateway to glory. His mercy is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His love never changes. His grace is sufficient. His word is enough. He reigns in righteousness forevermore. And no one can take that joy from you. Joy stems the tide of gloom and despair. It brings confidence in the midst of hope, in confusion, hope in the midst of uncertainty, calm in the midst of life's chaotic storms. But don't be confused. Happiness and joy, they are not the same thing. There are happy Christmases and they are sad Christmases. And it all depends on what is happening around us. Joy, on the other hand, is dependent on what is happening inside of us. And the birth of Jesus is God's commitment to send his Holy Spirit who comes inside and heals our hurts, forgives our filth, and redeems our wretchedness. Whether today is the best of times or the worst of times, the birth of Jesus announced by the angels, witnessed by the shepherds, and marveled at by the magi, leaves us finally with joy and only one response. And what would that be? Paul wrote it, and these are the words of our text. Rejoice evermore. Amen. Now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.